2: Welcome to an all-fantasy-everything mailbag in lieu of an episode this week. We, uh, we, we got busy. We have lives. There's things going on. It just didn't shake out this week, but we wanted you to have something. And we figured, uh, why not give you a little taste of what the Patreon gets? We're just going to answer some questions and joke around a little bit, maybe riff. You guys feel like riffing at all?
3: Look at you, Rob Thomas. This is smooth. (laughs) Uh,
2: First thing I would like to say is uh, we will be at the High Plains Comedy Festival September 18th. As you know, there is now a link live on the High Plains website. We have all tweeted about it by now. It'll be on all of our socials. The venue is the number 38 in a 1 Denver, Colorado, also known as the Mile High City. Not because the stadium is in fact a mile high, but rather the uh, elevation above sea level. Because a lot of grown-ups thought the stadium was built a mile high, just like I did, and we were all wrong. Wait, 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 We've gone through this. You thought it was a mile tall. I thought the stadium from the, fr- from the bottom brick to the top brick- the Top brick was a mile. Was one mile. That is, that would be a lot. I mean, when you're a kid, but yeah, wouldn't that be buck, dude? What's a mile? Yeah, as a kid, you can't fucking tell the difference. A mile is mm-hmm. 52.80. Is that what it is? Yeah, 5,280 feet Dude, that's I'm stepping every one of them, baby Can you imagine if there was a stadium that tall? I don't know how tall the Empire State Building is Yeah, I, don't know. Is, whatever, I, yeah, but... I was going to say <laughs> <laughs> Dude, Just looking down like, is that Peyton Manning? I can't tell Yeah, I digress <sighs> uh, Anyway, we will be at the High Plains Comedy Festival Link is live We got a lot of tickets So buy them, come hang yeah. out with us That place is big as hell Yeah It's going to be a fun show. We're going to have a Saturday. I just ordered a brand new shirt. And as I says earlier in our Patreon mailbag, but I don't want to twist up anybody's ideas about what I may have gotten, Um, you know, whatever, if your favorite color is purple, your favorite color is green. This shirt really better be doing something for all the hype. (laughs) It's going to be coming (laughs) off my body at the end of the show. There better be some (laughs) crazy shit. I got some yellow shoes, man. Um, I made some choices. You are gonna be out here. I'm gonna dress like a birthday clown, like my mother before me. I got later Yeah, dude, is that the uh, the beer the beer maiden stuff? The traditional
3: German garb. Sure. <laughs>
2: mm-hmm. I uh, I would expect nothing less. Um, so yeah, please come out to that. We'd love to see your shining faces. It's going to be at eleven in the morning, and then we're gonna have ourselves a Saturday, I imagine. So. I don't see myself going anywhere except the number 38 for quite some time after the show. So come hang out and, um, yeah, enjoy it with us. It'll be fun.
1: We also might have, a like, a specialty cocktail, maybe? Hmm? Can we hint to, to that?
2: I want to. I mean, my special. you know how it goes with me, Jagerbomb.
1: <laughs> no, 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 that cannot be the specialty. Amen.
2: <laughs> it was the specialty a couple of weeks ago. Did you have any, Marissa?
1: Oh, no, not in mine. I mean, I feel like <laughs> just the term fantasy is, like, a nice... Term for a cocktail, like the fantasy something. What's that? Not
3: bomb, not like a fantasy bomb.
2: No, you don't want to bomb. (laughs) What's that cloudy liqueur? It's like a rose, rose. I don't know. It's like cloudy amaretto. Eh, No, that's green. Hypnotic. Oh, God. If we had hypnotic, why don't we just do Alizé and (laughs) Hennessy? Thug passion.
3: (laughs) Thug's passion. Guaranteed to, you know, I'll edit it. Yeah,
2: yeah. Oh, God. We could do the henny with apple juice. That'd be tight. Is that a drink? Yeah, well, that's what Big Hungry talks about.
3: Oh, I don't, I don't, is it weird to say I don't want my apple juice to taste like alcohol? Like I like the integrity of apple juice a lot.
2: I don't think it will. I think apple juice is dominating enough to where if you do it right, it would taste like apple juice, I think.
3: Dominating over Hennessy? Nothing can dominate that flavor. It's the strongest flavor.
2: <laughs> it is strong. <laughs> It'll make you pick up a car. You know, one of the one of the first times I had Henrock was with you. Well, not I'd, I'd had it, but I'd never had like a Hennessy session really until we oh. went to Vegas when we were <laughs> drinking out of the styrofoam cups and that was like eating through. Oh, when we were on the street. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, when we were on the street and we had the styrofoam cups and it was tight.
3: <laughs> yeah, I love street drinking Hennessy in Vegas, specifically like walking down Fremont. Yeah, man. it's like ah, uh, that shit is the best.
2: Now that man who loves drinking Hennessy, walking down Fremont. Uh, cool guy jokes, 87 on Instagram. The G is silent on Twitter. Ladies and gentlemen, David Borey. How'd I do? That was was pretty good. Well done. You did great. You did great. Um, yeah, man, we don't need to, we don't need to get into it too much before these questions, but I just, you know, I want to keep the integrity of the show.
3: When does this come out? Wait, when does this come out? This will come out this Thursday. Oh, well then you will know that I'm going to be in Tucson, September 10th and 11th. And you can get those tickets at the House of Bards. And I'm also going to be at the Annex Theater in Seattle, September 24th and 25th.
2: Aren't you at the Comedy Fort this, like, a day from and now at this the, Yeah,
3: and, and I'm at the Comedy Fort Friday and Saturday. So Jesus. stand-up is happening.
2: This guy. Uh, yeah, man. Awesome. I ran into Shane this weekend. Oh, the train. How's the train? Oh, he was,
3: I fucking miss him so much. It's great to see him, man.
2: Yeah, he is the best. And you just saw him a couple weeks ago. (laughs) Yeah. And I'm seeing him in a couple of weeks. Uh, Yes. Well, here, we got some questions. We got a bunch of them lined up. And how appropriate. The first question coming from Josh Armenta. Question mostly for David. I don't know why. Mostly
3: for David.
2: I don't know why it's mostly for David. I'm really into avant-garde music and was wondering if you could recommend any rap you would consider avant-garde, experimental, or just really weird. It doesn't need to sound like anything else. The more unique, the better. Thank you. Y'all are the best. Much love to you. Thank you, Josh.
3: What's that Prince Paul themed album?
2: Uh, I don't about. know. I mean, I only know Prince Paul from Gravediggers. Diggers. What do you do before that? It was there's something else I should know him from.
3: Oh, Cool Keith, man, Doctor oh, Octagon. Yeah, Doctor Octagon you for days. To some weird shit. <laughs> the paramedic <laughs> fetus <laughs> from the east. Yeah, man, listen to
2: listen to fucking Cool Keith, dude. dude Doc Ock is so <laughs> dank. Blue flowers. You're just that like that is are you wild. Talking about? Yeah, there's a documentary on him. Little mini one, but gosh, I can't remember even where we saw it. But he's he gives like a cribs tour of his house and he's like, uh, he's going over all the cookies he's got like in his fridge or something. He's like, can't even go chocolate chip. And for like for years, we would just say that to each other randomly, just like whenever cookies can't came over, like, ch- oh, can't even go chocolate chip. <laughs> 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 yeah, man, cool. Keith, sick. I feel like a lot of the new kids, uh, you know, like Uzi Vert is kind of weird. And like, who's that ski mask? The Slump God? That dude's weird.
3: Yeah, but they're still talking about like
2: rapping, rapping. You know what I mean? Yeah. Cool Keith
3: is like talking about space.
2: <laughs> what are his other names? It's Doctor Octagon, Cool Keith, and I feel like he's got a few more. I, I can
3: look it up. I just never, I never had a big uh, Cool Keith phase. Like, you know, listen to him, but
2: I did because he was heavy in skate videos for a while. Well, I wouldn't say I had a big Cool Keith phase, but like. That's how I know who he is. That's,
3: that is a wild move. <laughs> huh? That's a wild move. I had a big cool Keith phase.
2: <laughs> uh, yeah, I did want to get married, but then she told me she had a cool Keith phase. And I was like, yeah. oh, I don't know if I can handle that energy with me every night. <laughs> uh, yeah, cool Keith, do it. And then report back. Please let us know what you think. Yeah. Um, Daniel Bayot, Bayo, Bayot. Bayo. Oh, I started watching the last Boy Scout the other night, man. On Showtime? Uh, I don't know. No, whenever I'm using your accounts, I only watch Poetic Justice and Menace to Society. (laughs) Yeah, my algorithm
3: knows.
2: (laughs) I swear to God, I watch. By the way, who was it? Was it Mike sticking up for um, Poetic Justice, Mike Capes? Yeah, he was wrong. I don't know, man. (laughs) That movie's pretty bad. Her
3: name is Justice, and she does poetry. She's poetic,
2: yeah, yep. <laughs> I'd rather have it's seen like, the movie called yeah. "Rapping Tupac." Would have been a movie I would much rather seen.
3: That's why I brought the ticket.
2: <laughs> I'm yelling. My uh, Daniel, Daniel, Daniel Bayat, Daniel DB. He's asking, "What are you more hyped for, Donda or Certified Lover Boy?"
3: Lover Boy. I already listened to Donda.
2: I don't know what Certified Lover Boy is. It's that new Drake. Oh, that for sure. I haven't listened to Donda, but um, I have. I haven't. It's edited. <laughs> say Features kill it. Really good features. I don't know, man. I imagine. I did it just um Yeah, it doesn't hearing it, hearing about it didn't do for me what a new Kanye album would have done, like say five years ago. So yeah. a new Drake album, I would I'm stoked. I did not know that. I'm thrilled to listen to that. I think they said it's supposed
3: to drop uh on Wednesday. Have you not seen the cover art? No. <laughs> Yo, no. I got a. <laughs> I'm gonna put. I'll put it in the chat. But yeah, my my my, my certified lover boy.
2: Certified? No, I'm looking right now. Certified lover boy album cover. <laughs>
3: it's just so funny, dude.
2: <laughs> oh, is it the one with the rose on it? No. No. What is it? Send <laughs> Wait, it. You gotta send it to me.
3: All right. Let's see.
2: I'm an mm. idiot. I can't find it.
3: <laughs> it's just like a bunch of emojis
2: of pregnant women of different colors <laughs> oh that's i'm seeing i'm looking at that i didn't yeah. think that's actually what it was
3: yeah that's amazing right <laughs> that's the best shit i've ever seen <laughs> that
2: is so sick
3: if you're like
2: what's my mood <laughs> <laughs> pregnant pregnant women that is that's that is sick. a
3: certified lover boy
2: man that's a good that's a fun move when someone does something cool like that that's how you know someone's rich and famous cuz they do that.
3: Maybe, I mean, yeah.
2: I bet mean, you a poor guy could figure that out.
3: Poor guys get people <laughs> pregnant.
2: Uh, pizza rat coming at us. How often? Or no, sorry. How do you choose your pre-show music at live shows? Question mark. Love the Mississippi Studios playlist. Marissa.
3: That's Marissa. Very yeah. good <laughs> question.
1: Yeah. Um, so like a, a long time ago, I was at a Punch Up the Jam live show in LA and I wasn't producing it, I was just like there watching. And I noticed that Demi had set the had like asked that the house music be playing the Spotify playlist of their unpunchable jams, which like if you may remember from Punch Up the Jam, they, they have a segment at the end where at the end of every episode they ask the guests if they have a suggestion for an unpunchable jam, which is
2: like a perfect song.
1: A perfect song. And so they have this great playlist of just unpunchable jams. And they were playing that as like the pre-show music leading into it and like it took a few songs to click like oh this is like the unpunchable jams playlist and i really like that it like set the mood for the show and kind of like put them you know in that sort of podcast universe so for our live show playlist i wanted to base it off of uh music that we speak about in the episodes and so i largely based it off of the playlist we ended up making for the songs to get a dance floor going at a wedding with James Corden. So a lot of just like really great danceable songs that everyone can get up to and dance to. So it's largely those songs as well as other songs that we've mentioned on the podcast that we've liked. So it's all just like all mm-hmm. fantasy, everything songs.
3: You got to do it. Faded. We have a free, we have a pre-show, uh faded thing, faded playlist. It's like three hours. Wow.
2: Yeah, dude, we used to funny over everything. Same thing. I would just make playlists like whatever was Completely gets me in a good mood and a lot of overlap, but it's like summertime. Will Smith. I want to dance with somebody. Just songs that always hit. Sir Duke, Stevie Wonder. You know,
1: summertime was number one on my playlist, and I'm like, I want everyone to listen to this one, but I couldn't play it first because people were still like entering the venue. So I went to the sound yeah. guy. I'm like, hey, like in like 20 minutes, can you like play it from the start of the playlist again, <laughs> just so everyone can hear this? Because I, I love that summertime <laughs> song. It's like the perfect song to put you in a good mood.
2: Will Smith's best song. Oh yeah, for days I get. Get a little into my cups, and I've been known to go back to the playlist and just play the same shit like five or 10 times.
3: <laughs> I, dude, I got all stoned the other day. T- I got all stoned the other day, and I was, walking around, <laughs> I was walking around just playing my title playlist, just <laughs> super high in the park. and I was like, What? Oh, yours? I and like and that- I was wearing the snake AFE shirt, and I was like, Nobody needs to, I'm doing too much right now. <laughs> just
2: wearing my I own love merch. It. <laughs> I've been, dude, I've been getting crazy with the own merch stuff. Cause now that I have a mask on, I don't feel like ridiculous. So, so you're just wearing a lot of AFV. Merch yeah. All the time now. Cause now I'm just looking at it. Like, if they don't know it's me, then I'm just advertising. This is tight. Yeah, I don't look like cool. a prick. I just look like a fan. You know, <laughs> I can't believe this next question. This is tight. It's from Daniel again. Daniel. Do you guys watch anime? Question mark. Any favorites? or currently enjoying. And then the next one, also you guys bring up Tupac in juice above the rim and poetic justice. Often thoughts on gridlocked. I knew that that's what he was going to say. Uh-huh. I always mix up gang related and gridlocked is gridlocked. The one where he's handcuffed to the Belushi. Yeah.
3: Yeah. That's gridlocked gang related. gang related is the one where he's a
2: detective, right? Uh, yeah. Oh yeah. That's right. Actually, that's pretty good. I gridlocked is fine. I think Tupac's funny. I think Tupac could do anything as far as acting goes. So I remember it being okay, but I haven't seen gridlocked in 15 years. Me either. I think, doesn't he play the guitar in that movie? He's funny. I remember. And like, cause I, the last time I remember seeing it, I know I've seen it after this, but I was 14. I was with my dad on a family reunion trip and he was just getting blasted the whole time. So I made him rent me some like R rated movies. Just because he didn't give a shit. So I sat with my cousin Tucker and we watched Gridlocked. I think we both just thought it was dank because it was rated R. But yeah, I don't know. It was when I first started listening to Tupac too. So I was just like, there's the rapper that I like. And
3: Is he playing the guitar though in that movie? Do I remember
1: he that? He might
2: already? be. I, I could see myself watching it again pretty quick now that it's been brought up. Yeah. I mean, That's I for damn sure. I'll put that on set right there.
3: I might have to go back. Have you guys seen anime? Oh yeah. My roommate used to be really into it. So I like... Classic like Ghost in the Shell, Akira, Ninja Scroll, that kind of shit. Like mm. stuff, the Dragon you know, Ball Z
2: anime. Yeah. That's the only anime yeah. I've ever seen. Oh yeah, that counts.
1: Yeah, I think I'm like a generation behind David, so my animes were like Naruto, Bleach, Death Note's a really good one, Kill the Kill.
3: These all sound like rapper names. My brother loves Naruto. 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 Yeah. Yeah, my little brother really, really loves that.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: No, nope. Animaniacs about as far as I get.
3: There's baloney in their slacks. A lot of people don't realize that.
2: <laughs> oh, boy. Fernando, no way. Fernando Tatis Junior Mints. <laughs>
3: they're just doing this
2: for you to read. Yeah. I know Junior Mints isn't part of his name, but if, even if it's Fernando Tatis, that's a dank name. And then Junior Mints? Sounds like some
3: kind of Hispanic potato
2: dish. <laughs> Dude, I'm telling you, man. Yeah, they're just called um, tacos with potatoes in them. It's how you do it? It's how you live your life. That's, that's Healthy. That's how they do Healthy. authentic? <laughs> it's how they do it? That's how they do it down south, Playboy, down down in South Dakota. <laughs> uh, Fernando's wondering any chances of a SoCal tour in the future. Yeah, I'm, I'm sure. I don't know what a SoCal tour would consist of. L.A. ten times and then San Diego.
3: Diego. Uh, we. I guess we could do Orange County. I don't. Isn't Orange County real Trumpy? A lot of places are. Yeah, you'd
2: right. <laughs> yeah, yeah. no, be fun. I've always wanted to go do a San Diego show just to go chill in San Diego.
3: Dude, last time I did last time I did San Diego. <laughs> I uh got wasted and saw the Zach Brown band and then met Nick Thune's uncle in a bathroom. Hmm. <laughs> it was a weird scene. It was a weird festival. And the only the one act I wanted because it was like a it was like a rich parents festival. You know what I mean? Just like the acts were like for rich parents. And the one act I wanted to see was the roots, and we were on at the same time and didn't get to see them.
2: I um yeah, man, San Diego's fun. Like it's got one of the few remaining downtowns where you can go get buck. Yeah. They have the is it the gas lamp district or gaslight, whatever it is, but they, you know. It's fun it gets rowdy but best surf and turf
3: burrito i've ever had in my life san diego california
2: oh it's so fun man i do like it there I'd, yeah let's we'll pitch it we'll, we'll get there um jeffrey
3: oh that's the whole thing
2: yeah jeffrey <laughs> thanks for the whack name dude <laughs> everyone else is coming at us with junior mints and shit and you just give me jeffrey what am i supposed to do with that what did mars think was going to be Okay, what did Mars think this was going to be like when she started producing? What did any of you, Mars?
1: I have no idea. I I gotta say I had no idea what I was doing when I first started. <laughs> I was just like kind of assigned you guys as a show, and I was I was told like, okay, you're going to start recording and editing for these guys, and I was like, okay, that's pretty well how it started. Wasn't
3: there someone else before? What, was there? There was. So
1: before me, Headgum had only operated out of like freelance producers. So I think you guys had like a freelance engineer and then they hired me full time. And so I replaced the freelancer.
2: Okay. Yeah. yeah. I want to say we had like a Mike or a Zach. I want to say something like and that. We, yeah, we've had a couple times, like if whatever some shit came up and someone had to step in, but yeah, I don't, I don't remember like specifically being like, it's gotta be Mars, but it just molded into that.
1: Yeah. It was just kind of like handed off to you. Like, <laughs> okay, she's going to record an edit now. And I was like, okay. And like, it, Love At it. Headgum, we typically have like the producer that records, and like they kind of start as an engineer, and then they build up from them once they learn podcasting more. But yeah, just starting. Like I was really just an engineer, editor, and then it just kind of built up from there. Like I just kind of helped you guys wherever you needed help, and uh,
2: still do. By the way, yeah, yeah, it's working <laughs> that is, out. <laughs> that is definitely not. That's not changed
3: one bit. What did you think, Sean? I didn't. I didn't think anything. I just. I remember Ian oh, I was like, no idea. Ian was like, I'm going to have a podcast. I want you to be on it sometimes. And we were at Bridgetown and I was like, yeah, okay, whatever, man. <laughs> like, Not like in a bad way, just like, you know. No, of course. How often do you have that conversation with somebody? Mm-hmm. You know, like, oh, you want to come do my podcast? Yeah, all right, dude. And then he gave me a ride home from the airport that year from Bridgetown. And then I think I was on like a week later or something.
2: Yeah, I mean, it. you know, I get really deep with it because it ended up changing my whole life. But it's just because I live, you know, it's that's my man, 50 grand. And like, I was living at the house. And the first time he asked me to be on, he, someone bailed and he was just like, you want to come be on the show? And I was like, yeah. And then I think we did Christmas songs. It was before me and you had done it together. And then I don't know when it started happening, but we just did, we just did a bunch together. And then one day he was like, he was just like, Do you just want to do that? should we just do this with all of us? And I was like, Yeah, yes, because I had nothing going on. I had I was bummed out. I didn't have any you know, nothing was really working in LA because it's it's hard. And uh <laughs> this is it like is hard. the thing that I had and I was like, Yes. And then it you just you don't notice, but then after a while it turns into what you do and that's what it is now. And I'm extremely grateful for that. I couldn't I couldn't be more grateful. I couldn't be happier. And I had no idea this would happen. I mean, when I lived in L.A. and before this happened, I was just kind of staring into the void every day, being like, what the fuck am I going to do here? Nobody, you know, I'm a comedian. There's a million of them. And I don't I really do anything else. So this pretty much saved me, drug me out of that.
1: And September 15th will be our five-year anniversary of All Fantasy Everything. Oh, and man. the first episode.
2: That is... We should get some wild. We should get some fireworks. So this show, we can the high plane show we can kind of call it our five-year anniversary
3: yeah let's do
1: that pretty
2: much yeah wow let's book it i love that i'm telling everybody yeah dude well now i gotta get five tattoos of the joker in weird places man
3: now i gotta wear something cool i was just
2: gonna be normal you you were gonna be wearing something cool anyways i'm gonna yeah I'm i'm nervous about these yellow shoes
3: i might wear a dress you wear a dress. I might wear a dress. <laughs> I
2: might. Yeah, I was going to say, I might, I might wear jeans, dude. I was planning on a dress. Now I might switch it up. <laughs> Next, Pregunta. Huh? Spanish. There it is. Ashley, and I apologize, Ashley. I should know how to say your last name. Perseco? Is that what it is? Perseco? Perseco? P-E-R-S-S-I-C-O. What's one thing that each of y'all really enjoy, but not many people know about you? I don't know, man. You're going to really
3: have us dropping dimes over here? Well I mean people
2: i don't i i got uh i got some loose lips I don't really keep too much to myself i I don't know I can't think of anything i'd like what is this like a secret thing that i that I like that nobody knows about it if nobody knows about it there's a reason. That's going to stay a secret. I'll tell mm-hmm. you that.
1: Well, that reminds me. as a, as a podcast engineer, I really love you know hearing the tea, like getting all the gossip that happens before and after the recording. I love that. Yeah, you do.
2: You guys don't know this, but sometimes we stop recording, and Marissa will go back to something and be like, "All right, but who was yeah, it? Yeah. Though? What was <laughs> her
1: name?" It's like the best part of this job is that like anything that gets censored on a recording, like I have that info.
2: <laughs> yeah, I don't. I mean, I don't know what I. I don't know. I really. I really enjoy seeing my friends do well I mean, people know that about me, but that's something I'm starting to think about more later in life is I really like to see people succeed and, you know, do what they want to do and get it done and like be comfortable. That's, that's something I guess, but everybody knows that. So it's not really juicy.
3: I don't know. I think, uh, I have a really small circle. I don't think people know that like. You do. I know a bunch of people in comedy and stuff, but the people I'm like with all the time and like, you know what I mean? I have like, it's not, I've been fucking with the same people for like 15 years. (laughs) Like everybody I know, I have, I keep a really small circle.
2: That is, I, I wouldn't say it's small, but like I have the same kind of thing where the, most of the, most of my friends from back home, I've known for 25 years, you know, since I was, since I was like 15, it's kind of all been the same crew from back home. And then really that crew turned into like some Portland people and then very few LA people that were like, that I didn't know before Portland, like Malloy and Harper and stuff. But yeah, as far as like the close knit friends, yeah, I'm with you. I like it. I like being a member of the circle too. I also remember when I figured out, huh?
3: I was just thinking about this today. If it wasn't for like the podcasting or like comedy and stuff, I am like a pretty private person
2: you are you've said i mean you've said it
3: yeah i i I, so it's like so all this is very outside of my even though now it's not new right we've been doing comedy fucking 12 years or something
2: (laughs) i don't even one of the one thing i'm going to put on the patreon as soon as we can as soon as i can do it is i found on my old sets did i tell you that like all my god i have to go through them and make sure that they're even okay to Mm -hmm. show to people
3: (laughs) i would never
2: yeah, it's tough i i tried watching them and I, di- I didn't do anything bad or anything but i just couldn't even watch myself i couldn't do it for more than like 30 seconds without you didn't do anything bad i did all kinds of bad shit not in the not in the stuff that i saw yes i did tons of bad stuff
3: yeah the stand-up stand-up police are gonna get me especially the first few years when you don't know how to do it or what you think of the world like you're just like my first three four years I was really trying some shit.
2: Well, yeah, I did too. And I was a big, I thought you needed to be like offensive or shock people. And that's to, even now still like, so when I see somebody do horrible jokes in an open mic, like offensive, not bad, but like offensive material and everybody is so quick to write them off. I'm like, well, give them, give them a shot to, to correct that and not, you know, like let, you got to make mistakes. It's the people that keep doing that shit. Without.
3: Yeah. But also it's like I get annoyed at people being mad at the comics who like do offensive jokes because it's like, you know who is bad is all these good boy comics. I say that as a part of the good vibes gang, right? But like, you know what I mean? Like all these guys, like well, like, you know, you just hear stories about them getting drunk doing terrible fucking things, and you're like, oh, that guy? Yeah, no wonder he never told a joke about pussy. You know what I mean? Like that shit gets on my it's like it's like always so or I've seen at least in show business it's always really really backwards. A lot of those a lot of those nice boys have pretty shitty pretty shitty stuff that they say in the green room when nobody's around. You <laughs> know what I be, mean?
2: I do. Yes, I do.
3: Yeah, you know exactly what I mean.
2: <laughs> yeah, I know exactly what you mean. No, but I Yeah, I have a bunch of DVDs cuz Rude used to just film us every time he would just be like, I'm just going to film our sets all the time. So we have them. And I was like, yeah, it seems like a good idea. I mean, it's kind of nice now, right? Yeah. It'll be funny when I go look and just be like, Oh my gosh. But I watched it, dude, even watched, the little things. <laughs> yeah,
3: go ahead. Oh no. I was saying, I watched an old set of me and I was just doing jokes because when I first moved to San Francisco for like the first three, four months, I was living at my mom's house. So like, I was like doing jokes about living at my mom's house. And I was like, Who did I think was going to (laughs) relate (laughs) to?
2: Yeah, I had a lot of no, I had a lot of ideas, which is hasn't changed too much, but I never had any punchlines when I started. I had these ideas, then I would like ramp up with the idea or like I'd say a line, but then in my mind, I thought that was the end of the joke and the audience would be like tight. So, and then, and then what, you know, where do we laugh? And I was like, so anyway, you know, played football when I was a kid, (laughs) it's just like I will do a different thing. I remember I remember the first the first time that I saw something that like I took two things I'll talk about. I don't know how I got talking about this, but I don't know. It's interesting. Um, Two things I learned early on with comedy. One, I was it was like the second set I ever did. Now, I said some joke about the Vikings. Why? Who knows? Because they're like, if you're in Sioux Falls, you like the Packers, the Vikings. Who the fuck knows what the material was? Somebody ended up like they were Vikings fan and they started booing and then pretty much the whole room started booing and didn't, I didn't like go running off stage, but like they were booing when I got off the stage. So whatever your version of getting booed off stage is that kind of happened. And then the next comic got up. Ooh, he, his name brutal. was Eric something. He was from Boston. I'm, I think he just passed away actually. Uh, not that long ago. Eric. Uh, sh- um, uh,
3: yeah, with the S I, I yeah. yeah, I know what you're talking about. Damn.
2: He got up after me and he, so he took a second with me and he's like, good job, dude. Fuck them gets up and he goes, hey man, where's that Vikings fan at? And the dude like stood up and he goes, fuck you. And then really didn't say too much to him, just like showed some <laughs> confidence and the whole room flipped and the whole room was like, yeah, fuck you. And I was like, oh, that's how, I just gave myself goosebumps. Can you see that? No. That's crazy. But I believe you. <laughs> but yeah, that's how I was just like, oh, that's how you, that's how you do that. That was, I don't know why I was talking about it. And the other one, uh, I brought a woman up, Melanie Malloy. I said she was uh pretty and she was so cool about it afterwards she's like hey just a heads up that has nothing to do she's like that has nothing to do with my comedy so don't do that ever and I never did it again
3: I got lucky I started with a bunch of girls so it was like I always knew that but and I always just saw how like weird it was for women
2: it is and I you know especially in the
3: beginning just like it's like when there would be a new open micer, and then
2: you know it's just all these dudes these open comic dudes like ugh, god well and that was so like if she could that she could have handled that differently she could have not talked to me the rest of the night said i sucked at stand you know and just liked it but instead she was super cool about it and she's like I'm, sh- I'm sure that you don't know what you did was offensive but it was and she explained to me why it was and i never ever did it again i don't i don't think i i don't know
3: well i always wonder about it too is like what do you think is gonna happen, bro? Like, what do you think is gonna happen? You're like, this next comic, I'm really I really think she's fucking hot. Like, was the what's the end game? The crowd's gonna be like, yeah, we think she's hot. Like, what, what the fuck are you talking? Like, I don't it's crazy when it comes when you like you ever see guys when you see it sometimes where it's like guys are really, really aggressive about it. It's yes. just like, ah oh, man. Do you ever get through that feeling where you're like, I love being a stand-up, but some of the stuff we fucking do,
2: man. Yeah, well, that's what the, like, all (sighs) that, like, you, thankfully now, it's to a point where uh, I can, I get to kind of skip a lot of those, like, bar shows and those shows that, like, maybe I didn't want to do most of the time starting out, but you kind of have to do just because you need to do stand-up and you just have to do it. And now I'm around that energy a lot less because we kind of get to curate our own shows and things like that. It's such a nice feeling. That's why like a show like Faded is so nice because you know exactly what's going to happen at the show. Like, you know who's on it, you know who's there, you know the energy, you control the energy. It's nice to be able to do that.
3: That being said, I still love a random wild night of stand-up. come yeah, see I know me. you do. Come see me in Tucson. You're more of an agent
2: <laughs> of chaos than I am. I like, like everything to be controlled because I get way too stressed. If it's like, I was just talking to someone about this the other day. If there's, if I see somebody walk in who I you can just tell you know that someone's going to be a, pro- a problem when they come always, into the show up there. Always. If I see that, I have to leave the showroom. It's like even if I'm really? on the show, I'm like I gotta, I can't look at them before the show. I can't because it it stresses me out too much to watch them ruin the show. And then, God forbid, the comedian doesn't handle it very well. Then I'm just like, oh my god, and then I feel bad for the comic, and I wish I was up there. And I mm-mm. I don't
3: know, man. Sometimes it's like when it's a really. <laughs> Rowdy audience. I love being the one to like focus in and make them settle down. You know, I don't know. I love, I love, I love all the chaos of it. But that goes
2: back to being in control. I, I need to be in control of that. Like, I need to be the person on the stage. I can't be on the sidelines or like when, when it's happening and I can't do anything about it. I hate it. All right. Well, moving on from that question, I I apologize. I don't know how we got so deep into stand up, but it's interesting. I say, Uh, and we will continue with more questions after this short commercial break. Shout out to Claritin for supporting this episode and providing us with samples. Now it's allergy season. I'm not surprising anybody by saying that. And your boy gets hit extremely hard when it comes to the allergies. I get stuffy nose. Feels like I got two blocks of cheese hanging out under my eyes. And then if I try to blow my nose, it just feels like I backed it all up into my brain. Luckily, for those of us who live with the symptoms of allergies, we can live Claritin clear with Claritin D. It is designed for serious allergy sufferers. Claritin-D has two powerful ingredients in just one pill that relieve your allergy symptoms and decongest your nose so you can breathe better, which is key. I try to like blow my nose before I go to bed at night and it just feels like I I got like a bunch of five o'clock traffic sitting in my brain. There's there's like no way out. And with Claritin-D, it just helps everything. It helps grease the wheels, helps loosen everything up so I can get it out. I can sleep well. I don't have a raspy voice all the time. It's just a very beneficial thing, especially if you use your voice for anything like talking or eating, or if you want to use your head for thinking, anything like that. Claritin D has got you ready to live life. As if you don't have allergies, it is time to live Claritin clear. Fast and powerful relief is just a quick trip away. Find Claritin D at the pharmacy counter. Ask for Claritin D at your local pharmacy counter. You don't even need a prescription. Go to Claritin.com right now for a discount. So you can live claritin clear, use as directed.
0: Headgum. It's easy to set up. It's loved by everybody, including Oprah, including your aunt. Mm-hmm. So do check them out. That's A-U-R-A com. Use code headgum at checkout to save. Damn right. And terms and conditions apply, of course. Of course. Thanks again to Aura.
2: And we're back. I don't know how to do it the funny way, so I just did it that way. <laughs> I don't have the voice, man. <laughs> I just don't have
3: it. I don't know (laughs) if I have ever been more disappointed. Yo, my heart, my heart fell. I was waiting. I can't do it. I know, man. I'm sorry. I
2: don't have it. I don't. You know. I built it up. I'm sorry. Plus, there's I have a sleeping dirter upstairs. I understand. Man, she took a dump earlier. Anyway,
1: it's a different vibe this episode. It's a night vibe. This is a night recording.
2: Oh yeah, it is a night recording, and I my nights are. I was thinking about that last this weekend. All this buck shit happened. And, uh, I'm just sitting up there at seven 30, just put her to bed. It's a Saturday night. And I'm just like, well, I'm different now. And Smith had a good, he, I was texting him. He's like, what did I say? I sent him a picture of me and Max. I was just holding her. He's like, Hey man, buy the ticket, take the ride. And I was like, yeah, (laughs) you're right. This is a kid. This is who I am now. But it is just funny where like my night vibes, I guess my point is they're much chiller. I'm just, you know, real calm i have a gun no yeah david's got a gun dude <laughs> he's had it sitting on the table this whole time <laughs> got marissa's write. mood lighting accidentally came on at 10 o'clock it's a night show mm-hmm. yeah. <laughs> i love that i love it all right chris bissell Chrisell. has anyone ever called you if they haven't tell them to
3: i'd call i'd call you vacuum i actually i'd start calling you vacuum and then i'd start calling you hoover
2: call me the vacuum no, if if I knew somebody whose name was Bissell. Oh, Bissell. Yeah. Favorite childhood pet memories. What do you got?
3: We lived in apartments, man. Uh, we had a bunch <laughs> so of separate <did>
2: <laughs> Yeah, like it wasn't really like that over in my house. We had <laughs> we had a house for like two years, and we had at one point thirteen cats. Oh my God, Jesus in that crib. Christ! Yeah, that is so many.
3: Indoor, outdoor mix
1: combination. 13
2: outdoor. They were all outdoor, so they were feral and they pissed on. Everything, dude. Everything. How did
3: you acquire them? We, because if it's what thirteen, I remember, you're not just like going to the. You didn't go to the pet store thirteen times and get. No, God,
2: no. Hey, they don't let you leave with thirteen cats, dude.
3: <laughs> I can't. I can't imagine.
2: I forget how it happened. We no, these are for
3: later. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I just. I need thirteen. cats. I'm just taking a
2: couple for when those die, and it's fine. I just yeah. want a bunch. None of your fucking business is what we. Oh, we got one or two, one of them was a girl though, Samantha. So we, I think we got, we started with like Alex Gray, Samantha and Peter. And I think Alex and Peter were just, and Samantha were all just, you know, fucking doing it everywhere. And then there was a litter and I remember watching the litter be born. Like it was behind my mom's waterbed. <laughs> oh, because of the warmth. I think they were just so like it was a waterbed, so she just got pregnant when she was by it. <laughs> this happens to yeah, happens dude. to a whole generation. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, she popped out like I don't know, a grip of kitties, and then we just kept them all, and then it ended up being thirteen. Wow, it's wild shit when you got thirteen cats, man. One of our cats, Bandit, came home with his whole cheek sliced open, and his cheek muscle was hanging out, but he didn't. You know how cats never look like they're in pain, they just have the one look. So he was just walking up and he just started eating with his cheek muscle hanging out. And I'm like, dog, that has to hurt. It has to <laughs> hurt. But he didn't. We took him to the vet, they sewed him up. It was Buck.
3: What did you do when you left that house?
2: I don't know. There's a, whole, <laughs> there's a whole thing with that, man. Um, yeah, whole thing. I don't I honestly don't even know how into it I can get. The guy who rented the house was a psychopath. And I think. I think that he, my mom maybe got the house at like a really, at a pretty reduced rate because the guy had a crush on her and it was a whole ended up ruining years of our lives because of this guy years. Eesh. It was insane. And that's why like it's such a crazy thing. It was the only house we had until I was 14. And the rest were apartments. And I look back, I'm like, I don't know. Apartments were fine. <laughs> Probably just because that dude was such a fucking dick, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I, apartments were little though. You don't realize it till you grow up. No, you, that's why, like, we're shopping for houses, and, and every house we go to, I was like, well, it's, I mean, it's way tighter than an apartment, so I'm going to be stoked on pretty much every house we look at, so yeah. it's got to be up to you.
3: That's <laughs> how I feel about that. I'm, you know, I'm a guy who's lightly in the market, you know, yeah. getting approved, looking at things and whatnot, and yeah, any house, you're like, yeah, I, I don't know, this is pretty cool.
2: Yeah, you're just like, so, it's and like, it's oh. just me here. I'm just, just me, like, and like people I associate with her in this, this is gonna house, be my garage
3: i can just, <laughs> can
2: just. i'm not going to come home and there's not going to be like a, a a turned on grill with five strangers in this garage because i share it with someone is this my garage yeah right here yeah i mean that could happen in my home that's going to happen to your house on sunday high plan sunday whenever i'm there. a lot of grill action i want you to have a barbecue you already said you would <laughs> dad already said you would <laughs> uh-huh remember <laughs> oh dude Noah Overton, what's up, dog? OV. Who is your favorite Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle, and why? It's Michelangelo because he has nunchucks.
3: I like the smart one. What's the blue one? Nardo, bro. Yeah, I like that one with the swords. But yeah. Also...
2: Well, well, he oh. was the leader. Donatello was the smart one. Oh, I like the. I like. I liked. I, liked, uh, I guess I liked Donatello the had the purple with the staff. It
3: doesn't come purple up that boner. much. I didn't watch that much uh, Ninja Turtles because my mom hated it for some reason.
2: Oh my God, dude, I lived (laughs) there. I remember Burger King for a while was giving away VHS episodes of Ninja Turtles with their happy meals or whatever. And yeah, God, it it just like takes me back thinking about how stoked I got the first one. It was like a yellow and it was an episode that never made it to TV. They must've worked out a deal with Burger King or some shit, but oh, I was so stoked. Somebody sent me a Yosagi Ojimbo action figure. Shout out to whoever did that. Thank you. But yeah, man, Ninja Turtles were, that was, like, my shit for five, six years, probably.
3: In hindsight, I don't know what it is that my mom didn't like either, because I watched, like, G.I. Joe and shit. It wasn't like a you-can't-watch-shit type of thing. She just really hated the
2: Ninja Turtles. <laughs> it wasn't like a you-can't-watch-shit type of thing.
3: It really, Seriously, <laughs> it was really crazy. I watched X-Men, but, yeah, she liked mm-hmm. X-Men. But, no, something about... I think maybe she just found them irresponsible. Is Maybe. Maybe, <laughs> maybe what? <laughs> just I know my mom, like... I can imagine the idea of them just being like fucking off eating pizza all day. And in the, in the, in, she's in the sewer. She was like, I got to raise this kid to like learn how to do something.
2: <laughs> Bonus. Uh, Gabriel Gonzalez coming at us. Double G. That's a fun one. Out of the entire Good Vibes gang, who would be the arm wrestler supreme? I don't know. I think it's Marissa, left-handed.
1: No, definitely not. Me. I I love am that. A
3: weak. <laughs> I'm a weakling.
2: I don't know. It's I mean, obviously, it's you or Ian. Do you think you got him? I'm left-handed too, so
3: I don't. I don't think it would.
2: Uh, it's not like a. Fair. Oh, that'd be interesting to see you guys go right, and then left. Yeah, but I don't know. I, he's strong, man. <laughs> That's yeah. He is very very strong. So are you. I don't know. It, I wouldn't want to see it even. I wouldn't like mm. that. I wouldn't want. It. <laughs> it's not a fight. <laughs> I don't want, dude. I don't like. I've never, like the aggression, the show, like the the aggression contests. I've never really dug them. Like we used to wrestle sometimes when we were younger, fourteen, fifteen. We'd wrestle, but like I never yeah. was into like like let's box in the garage or. God, any, you I know. used to do
3: that. I used to box box in the backyard. I guess a we lot. did. Used
2: to body glove all the time. Did you yeah. ever body glove? We went
3: bodies. Fucking probably from like. There's probably like a year there where I probably went bodies almost every single day with somebody. <laughs> what does what's, that mean? What's go
2: bodies? Is that body gloving? No, it's just, you're just, you base boxing, no you, face. You, yeah, but no face shots. We used to do body gloving where like we would, you know, body glove where you just slap someone with your bare hand on their oh, body. Oh, what? <laughs> <laughs>
3: That's <laughs> way different than what? I you, forgot about, it's funny, as bully. I was saying. That's what I'm saying. He's running up slapping people.
2: <laughs> as I was saying, I didn't do aggressive shit. Uh, <laughs> so Body Glove is an cl- old clothing company that just had like a handprint on his I remember shirt. that, yeah. And I, I imagine this is where it came from, but like we would walk up to people in school when I was younger and we, we would just be like, Body Glove, and you smack someone on the back as hard as you can. So fast forward, we're like in our early 20s. And we would do this a lot. We would have body glove contests in the garage where we'd take our shirts off and we would just slap each other till like, till one of us couldn't handle it anymore. And then it got to a point where we'd like pour beer or water on our hands and yeah. just like, I mean, I mean, to for, get welts, right? uh, dude, we'd have, <laughs> there'd be handprints like outlined in, in puffy blood, you know, <laughs> like it was wild a couple of times. And I think back to that, it used to be to the point where like, cause we used to take our shirts off all the time too. If you had your shirt off, you were begging, you were like basically saying, I'll accept the body glove. You couldn't get mad about it or anything. Like if you were, if you were slipping, somebody was going to body glove you.
3: Man, garages <laughs> really bring out weird stuff this, dudes.
2: All of these were in the garage, <laughs> Yeah, dude. I swear I know, to God. I know about it, leave <laughs> selling. <laughs> I It'd be exactly. like twenty below outside too, and we're like, let's take yeah. off our shirts, go in the garage, smoke, and body. Yeah, just a bunch of dudes sitting on like cold plastic lawn chairs. There's a picture of me I sent you where it's like me and just the crew, and we all have our shirts off with like NBA oh, headbands. headbands on.
3: <laughs> yeah, I do remember that
2: picture. We all have shaved heads, and we're all holding Keystone lights, and I'm like, this is what I used to like. This, I think about that, and I'm like, man, what a what a wild look we were portraying
3: (laughs) i'm so glad that there's not just so many pictures of me and just like just a lot of dickies man yeah yeah, a lot of a lot of a lot of like wanting to dress like ice cube and friday
2: oh dude i used to think who's i i was telling someone about this but yeah i used to i would see someone that i wanted to look like like i I would be like i want to I want clothes to fit me and I just want to look like and present the aesthetic, say like a wax in, um, menace, yeah. you know, MC eights character. And he had on, uh, he had on a Braves, like a uh, Braves hat, a light blue like, a, shirt, like, like a, a light blue, blue work probably shirt. not even Dickies, like a light blue JC Penney shirt or something, white shirt underneath Dickies and Chucks. And I was like, pretty simple outfit. I got that outfit. And I was so bummed out when I didn't look a thing. I didn't look cool. It's not like I thought I was going to look like MC8, but I was like, he looks cool. I'm going to look cool. I did not look cool. I look like a 13 year old trying to look like a guy in menace to society. Yeah.
3: The one thing Man. I will say about West Coast gangster rap, that style is like pretty cheap to do. You know what I mean? Well, that's like, the theory. You can, like, you that can was, get all that you know, shit on like, like I remember I would have like my white tees would be Dickie's white tees. And I thought I was really doing something because they had a the little label on the bottom. Mm hmm. Pocket tees. Me and my friends were about pocket tees for a while.
2: I remember when Dickies first started to <clears throat> pop off for us and I would, there was a little window where my parents didn't know that it was like a gang thing. So I, w- I was asking, I was like, can I get Dickies shit? And they were like, absolutely. Yeah, you can get a job. Like, <laughs> for $15. <laughs> yeah, and, they fit your waist. Because <laughs> before that, I was wanting like Jabos and cross colors and like Zeke Haverici and Guess and all these like $70, $80 pairs of jeans. So when I came at them with Dickies, they were like, fuck yeah, you can have all the dickies. You would be swimming in dickies. And yeah. then they found out it was a gang thing, and my mom's like, well, shit. <laughs> now I thought he, back to like silver tabs or whatever. I thought he just wanted a job. Yeah, man. Yeah. God, I used to think, there's another thing, I used to think I looked so dope in my dickie suit. I wish there were more pictures of me. There's none. I'd, I don't have any.
3: There are not, man, as somebody who's known a lot of dudes with dickie suits, there are not many people who have pulled that off.
2: Adam looked cool. I still think he'll he'll listen to this. He he looked cool. I used to think he looked hard. There were a couple kids that I was like, "Yeah, it just worked." But yeah, not on me. Um, <laughs> uh, let's see. Oh, this is fun. A Frank Willis Jr. Pff, another dank name, dude. You know you're hard when you start your your like your moniker with an initial, like a single letter. You could do it Anyway. What's the? Oh yeah, you do, don't you? ask David Boy.
3: No, I don't do that. No,
2: no. Oh, all right. Well, you should. Uh, it's too late. What's What's the craziest thing you at least fifty percent believe? I think it's in God.
3: Myself. <clears throat> no, I you believe I in you. You believe
2: in yourself more than a hundred percent. I oh, think
3: <laughs> yeah, I, I like
2: kind of believe in God, but I don't really. But I kind of do, and I think it's pretty wild to think about if there's like a an afterlife and our spirits go somewhere. It seems crazy when you say it, but then I don't know. Sometimes I just look at a mountain or something and I'm just like, it's can't, this can't all be an accident. It can't be. Or I look at max and I'm like, there's no way it's got to, There has to be something bigger. So I don't know, but it seems crazy when I say it. God, she is wailing upstairs. Sorry, Laura. (laughs) She's been crying for like an hour. (laughs) So fuck. They get to crying boy. I will tell you, there's Go this babies. app called Wonder Weeks. I didn't I didn't know this shit. There's an app called Wonder Weeks that tells you when they're like going through leaps, mental leaps and stuff. And it we think right now she's going through a leap where like pretty much their brains just getting bigger. Like literally and it like hurts, you know? And they're just like there's so much going on, like they're taking in so many things that they just get pissed about it. Don't
1: <laughs> don't babies when, like see upside down for so long and then their brain fixes like the image.
2: Well, Marissa, coming in with the best answer of what's the craziest thing you at least fifty percent believe?
3: <laughs> yeah, I mean that's for me. It's that that babies thing. Have you
2: guys ever heard that babies can see ghosts because they don't have all the social? Uh, you know, we haven't instilled all the social mores and values that ghosts aren't real, so babies can like see spirits. Have you ever heard that? No. Laura looked at me like I was a psycho when I said that. That's a common thing that people know. Maybe, maybe I'm, maybe I just think it is. But
3: isn't that a, isn't that a clothing line? Kids see ghosts.
2: <laughs> it
3: should be. I don't know. No, I think that's like a streetwear brand. Hold on.
1: Oh, it's a hip-hop duo. It's
2: called oh. Kids See Ghosts.
1: Yeah.
3: That makes sense oh. that I knew that somehow. I don't know why. I like it. I've been listening to so much old R&B anyways now.
2: Yeah, dude, R&B is so dank. All right, we are going to get to a couple more questions. Uh, before we do that, we are going to this short commercial break. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. Now, listen, we all have things that stress us out. If you don't, then hit me in the DMs. Let me know your secret. I have been trying my whole life to figure out what to do about that. We keep them bottled up. You know, it starts to affect you negatively. I don't care who you are. It just does. You take it out on people. Uh, you know, one, one day it's like the dishes are piling up or whatever, and then you're having, a, you're having a fight over parking space. It just they bottle up and they come out in negative ways. Therapy is a safe space to get things off your chest. You can figure out how to work through whatever's weighing you down. Everybody has things that bother them. It could be your best friend in the world. It could be your partner. There's always stuff. That's just human nature. And you don't want to bottle it up. You want to tell people. Sometimes you don't want to tell the person because it doesn't really matter that much, you know, but you want to tell someone you want to feel like you've been heard. I live in the world. I get how it is. And telling someone, it's always the best. What do you, You know what I mean? You call your best friend, you vent a little bit. You had a rough day at work, you vent. That's what therapy is. It's just somebody who lets you vent and they don't need to vent themselves. Come on, it's perfect. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It is done entirely online, like a ton of things these days. It's extremely convenient. You don't gotta get up. You don't gotta go to the office. You don't gotta sit in traffic. You just sit there on the laptop It's convenient for you. It's flexible. We all got different schedules. You know, you're working nights. They want to work with you. They can help you out. They suit to your schedule. You just go out. You fill out a brief questionnaire. Uh, You get matched with a licensed therapist. You can switch therapists at any time for no additional charge. Sometimes you don't get the right fit right away. They want it to work just as bad as you want it to work. So give it a try. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash All Fantasy today to get 10% off of your first month. Again, that's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P.
3: And we're back. Welcome to the The only piece of media that's ever existed.
2: <laughs> yeah.
3: Somebody had to do it,
2: <laughs> and it had to be you. You know, it had to be you, not me. I just I knew it had actually. to happen. I knew it had to happen. That's it. Charles J. O'Connor wants to know what is a lie that you were told as a kid that you believed longer than you should have. If you swallow chewing gum, you will die absolutely that like the seven year thing or whatever that is in your stomach for seven years
3: i don't know man my mom just said one time that like and i think it's just because it's annoying if kids are eating gum like we talked about earlier but she was like if you swallow that it'll rub against. she said it'll rub against your gut and you'll die <laughs> yeah that's
2: buck dude
3: and i thought it i thought it for a long fucking time <laughs> i mean not like crazy but like probably till i was like in like junior high or something
2: right i don't know man i can't i mean you know the normal one, Santa and stuff. I'm. T- I don't know how long I believed in Santa. I have like a pretty vivid memory of. I never. You never believed in Santa. Mm-mm. God, it was just we're not we're not from here. You always say the most gangster shit though.
3: So like you know what I mean. So it's like she, she just found out about the Easter Bunny. fuck's she gonna tell me?
2: <laughs> you know what I mean. That just sounds like, like something like, Nate Dog would have said though. Like I never believed in Santa.
3: <laughs> I I never. It just isn't. It's not. You know. Yeah, it's just not. It never came up.
2: Yeah, I mean, I you know. I can not i d I I can't I can't really think of two I don't know. I guess Santa I guess Santa for lack of a better one. Sorry, that was whack. I like David's better. Oh, here we go. Noah Overton. Why the hell is Sean holding the mic in every video? Can't you guys put some change together and get him a mic stand? Damn. Well, no, that would be on me. That's that's my responsibility to purchase a mic stand. And I haven't yet because there's not really good I don't really have a good setup uh for that, but when I move, when I'm in the new crib. I will, we got an office set aside and everything. We're already talking about decking it out. I'm gonna get some shit framed. See that poster right over my left shoulder? That's the first Funny Over Everything poster that we ever did. I'm gonna get that framed up. I'm stoked.
3: Nice. Man, it's um, really funny, cause we all know each other, and except for Ian, none of us have been into, been to our prospective places where we record. Like you've never been, you guys have never been to this house. Soon you right. will we both have, but you guys have never been here. We've never been there. We've never been to Toronto. Mm
2: -hmm. The one Toronto? No, I'm going to go up in your studio.
1: Sean, would you say that you like to hold the microphone because you're like a stand up comedian and it's almost second nature for you? Because I noticed that with like Ian as well and some other comedians.
2: Yeah. Yeah, I don't like having it in a stand. Like at the live shows, I tried to take it out. I I do not like it when it's in the stand because it'd be one thing for this, like if we're just chilling, but no, I like to sit back if I want to or, you know, whatever. I don't mind holding it. I've I've thought about that before too. Like when you do stand up for an hour or something, really, you're you are holding something for an hour, which seems crazy. You wouldn't do that in any other. You know, you wouldn't just stand there and hold the remote while you watched a movie. You wouldn't just hold it at the TV. It's just weird that you you got to hold something in front of your face the whole time. But it does feel cool. It's like your, you know, like your tool, your your weapon or whatever. Like you, it's the one thing you have to make the crowd be like, oh, all right. We'll follow you.
3: I do hate it when comics are bad at microphones, dude. God. It I there's It's such an easy thing. Just like when they can't like, like you,
2: you're moving around, so is your voice. Tell me
1: about it. Tell me about <laughs> it.
3: Oh,
2: yeah. Th- this will be fucked up. And you can hear it when you're doing stand-up. You can hear it over the PA or whatever at the club. But people get really caught up in
3: how to hold it. You ever see yeah. guys where you're like, oh, you really like it. I like it when you s- used to see people do headshots with microphones and they'd be like
2: <laughs> <laughs> sucking it off and you're like, what is this? All right, we're going to do one more. We can get the heck out of here. Um, let me find- uh, Give me uh, one
3: more take. Do one more take, but like like you're a little angrier. All
2: right, we're going to do one more and uh, we're going to get out of here. <laughs> I mean, Max okay, is upstairs. I like that trying.
3: one. Let's mark that one and let's just do one more just for coverage where you're like mid-level energy. But also, you know, it's a show, so you're excited.
2: <laughs> All right. Um, so we're going to do one more, and then I suppose we're going to just get out of here. You know, this has been fun. So this has been really fun. I'm, I've been excited. No,
3: no, 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 no. I don't like that. Can you go back to what you did on the second take?
2: Uh. We're going to do one more, and then just and then just be done. We're just going to cut it. We're just going to be out of here. Okay? All right. Let's move on to the next line. See, I never get to do that. That's L.A. shit.
3: Yeah, now you've made it. That's That's what it's like making a cartoon. I just told you.
2: Well, let's uh... I don't know anything about a cartoon though. Oh, this is fun. All right, Christopher Jackson. Yes, you do. Christopher Jackson. Everyone name one thing that's dank. They're stoked on. I like that.
1: I'm I'm really excited to go to Denver. It'll be my first time there. I'm gonna see David's place. We're gonna have a barbecue. Gonna see a lot of fans. I'm really excited for Denver.
3: Ah I've been really balanced the last couple weeks, and I think that a lot of that is because of therapy and pursuing extracurricular activities. And I feel really good about it because I've been working a lot, but I've also been—I like it—staying on top of it.
2: What's dank that I'm stoked on is I got this Chipotle Tabasco sauce today, and uh, oh, the smoked! I love it, dude. That I shit love is
3: it. that shit is really good. I've stolen so many of those from Chipotles. Yeah, yeah. That's
2: every time I got a burrito, I'd be like, and I deserve this too. Yeah, always live with it. The smoky <laughs> shit—that was what always was the deal breaker between that and, and Qdoba's. Uh, Chipotle had the Chipotle Tabasco.
3: I never fucked with Qdoba. I I don't think it's very good. They're the same to me. They just... Uh, Not me.
2: Well, fuck. Yeah, so fuck you. (laughs) Fine, dude. Let's leave his enemy. I just shut the computer. We we entered... Two friends entered and enemies leave. Uh, Yeah, well, thank you, everybody, for tuning in. Um, But yeah, that uh, that was it. Um, That was Dank. Both of y'all are Dank. I love you. I'm excited to see you in a few weeks. Uh, Again, get tickets to High Plains. Watch the uh, Late Late Show with James Corden. Shout out to St. Sue Carmel. Shout out to Haji Beach. Shout out to Sid the Dude. Shout out to Frankie Ocean. More important than all that, tune in again next week for another brand new episode of All Fantasy Everything.
3: Shaclockity!